Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now we are a proud member of the 143 podcast network the Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 252. This is the midweek episode when I go through and talk about the stuff that happened last week. Uh, I've decided that I'm going to you know, push these out a little further so you guys get a little bit more opportunity to read your books. I'm not spoiling things for you just a few days after they come out. Not everybody's a freak like me. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm starting to understand that after decades uh <laughs> so yeah yeah that's that's what's going on here with these midweek episodes and uh there's there's some good stuff to talk about this week for sure uh before we get into all of that i gotta tell you about the sponsors of this yeah show uh one of the sponsors just so happens to be hooked on comics if you're a longtime listener of the show you know how friendly we are with hooked on comics but if you're a new listener and um well indications show that you very well could be a new listener based off of the numbers I've been looking at here. Uh, well, um, yeah. Let me tell you about Hooked On Comics. Now, a great place to get your books safely, securely, uh, always shipped promptly, and uh, once again, um, securely. And, you know, I, I stress that word because when we're dealing with comics, I mean, hmm. Uh, you gotta protect the assets, am I right? Uh, I've been getting some, some really shittily packed books lately in the mail, but never from Hooked On Comics. I can always count on my books getting shipped to me safe. Now, what exactly is Hooked On Comics? What are they all about? Well, uh, they're, they're a comic book shop that offers you the convenience of getting books, uh, from, well, the, the, the safety of the internet. Through live auctions and live bin sale shows and stuff like that. It's good stuff. So on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time is their pre-sale show. So you get your opportunity to get books before they actually hit shelves on Wednesday. Score, right? You see that they're, uh, you know, on eBay, the books are selling for super freaking hot before they come out because there's a lot of spec around them and you know they see that maybe shops are getting shorted or whatever but when that tuesday show on hooked on comics comes up you know what happens you get your opportunity to get those books and they're not raising the prices on you guys they're not 
they're giving you a fair shot at it. So uh, that's that's and that's just their pre-sale show on Tuesdays. Then they have shows, five dollar sales shows all throughout the week. But Saturdays their their big boy pants show. That's where you get your your key books and your slabs and your your what have you's auction style. So check out hooked on check out hooked on comics Tuesdays and Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern on. Saturdays on channel 3 of NSCLiveTV.com, the Hooked on Comics Facebook page, or the Cheers to Comics Facebook group. Uh, yeah, they make sure that you could find them. So, check out Hooked on Comics, baby. Now, let's get on with the happenings of the week. Let's talk, hmm, let's talk the news, huh? Let's just get right down to the... <laughs> <laughs> to the stupid. How about them proud boys, huh? Using the DC logo and their little uh, f- boycott DC signs or whatever. And they're not talking comics, you guys. They're talking politics. That's how fucking stupid these proud boys are. And if you're a proud boy listening to this podcast when I just lost you, shucky darns. Um, <laughs> you racist fuck. So, yeah, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's all take a step back and laugh at the idiots, because I'm pretty sure, uh, now DC hasn't come out, DC Comics hasn't come out and said anything, um, I'm waiting on them to, to put a cease and desist on their, on their stupid racist signs, because, you know, they're boycotting the election and all of that stupid shit, so, yeah, (sighs) yep. Comics, making the news and politics. Racist politics at that. We're all over, baby. We're all over. We're nationwide. <laughs> now, um, on the other side of DC, in the comic book news itself, uh, there's there's been another string of cuts, job cuts, and it's, it's getting scary, guys. What they're doing... Yeah, they're not eliminating jobs essentially. They're 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 cutting jobs for high profile, high paid, um, long time uh, people, <laughs> and then just hiring up uh, for and for for less money. You know, they're the AT and struggling, guys. Warner Brothers is struggling. I'm telling you. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking by the end of 2021, we're, we're talking Batman comics and Superman comics, maybe action comics and detective comics, and those are the only printed comics that we're going to have. That's just my prediction. Um, I think that they're going to let Tinian do a little run on Batman and let Bendis finish out his run on Superman, and that's that's going to be it. I mean, we're seeing this, you know, DC's already kind of been going on about how they uh they're they're going off to this new form or whatever i don't know it's it's all been very vague but i've been reading in between the lines for quite some time now and i mean i hope i'm wrong it would suck if you know i'm not you know able to wait hold on what am i reading from dc that i have to have in my collection well i guess batman everything else if need be i i, I wouldn't be terribly pissed off at you know if I had to start reading Nightwing digitally or um, what else am I reading Batman Beyond Justice League I could see them keeping Justice League in print possibly maybe but I don't know 
I don't know. This is just me, you know. <laughs> like I said, reading in between the lines. You know, they they cut more jobs. They're, they're cutting back on money. The next thing is going to be the next... Um, uh, I'm telling you, <laughs> comics cost money to print. Not a lot, but as broke as they are, they're going to be cut in every corner possible. I give it one more year of printed Batman. Or printed comics, and then we'll just be reading Batman. <sighs> what a time. What a time we're in. Continuing on. Um, DC in the news still. Still. So... Um, <laughs> DC has announced that a one-shot sequel to the Three Jokers will be a thing. Now, was this the plan the whole time? In my opinion, no. Nope, not at all. This was supposed to be Jeff Johns walking away from this whole thing, but there's been folks like myself that have called out the fact that this ending making no sense. Um, some could even go on to say that it was stupid. Was the story in itself cool reading it through? Yeah, but that ending? Um, I'm pretty sure that was stupid. If I had to, to look up, um, a history of stupid endings in comics, uh, that one's gonna kind of be right on par with them. You know, I hate talking shit about comics, I do. But for a comic to be in the making, uh, for ten years... And then they throw this bullshit at us. And you get half the, sure, half the people are like, hey, that was great. But then you get the other half, like myself, the analytical kind, that are going, wait a second. That throws some shit off. That makes some other stuff not make sense. Uh-oh. And now I think DC has to come in with a little push broom and start sweeping shit up with a retort issue. And I said it after issue one. I said, how are they going to do this whole story in three issues? They're, they, this needs to be longer, and <laughs> guess what? Turns out, um, they agreed. Uh, it, it, it wasn't a complete story. when It was, it was a rushed ending, and it, it just, it, like I said, it didn't make any sense when it was all said and done. So, um, thanks for fixing it, DC. <sighs> I hate being right. Now, uh, last little bit of newsy-poo here. We have uh, some convention news. Now, in the past, uh, shows like Emerald City Comic Con and C2E2 have been more in the, uh, well, I guess late winter, early spring. Well, it turns out they're, uh, they're going to be moved. Reed Pop has decided they're going to move these to December. Yeah, not this is December. No, 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 no. December 2021. <laughs> so instead of getting, um, I know at first it seemed that it seemed like good news, like oh shit, next month. No, 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 no. And so instead of you know having these available for us in March and April, which is you know only six months away, now we're looking at about 13 months away. Um, and I am okay with that. I'm 100% okay with that. I'm one of them crazy bastards that, you know, believes in COVID and, uh, believes in, you know, making shit breathable again. So let's take our time on all this, guys. Comics are neato and all, and conventions are important for sure. But, you know, we keep fucking up and we're gonna just ruin, ruin it all forever, period. Um, that's, everybody's gonna have to cosplay in hazmat suits. 
And, uh, yeah, it's not how I roll, man. It's not how I roll. And I don't cosplay at these things. So, you know, I show up in my little suit and tie and my little press badge and ask questions. You know, it's, it's hard for me to go up and ask questions when I got a fucking mask on my face you know it makes it difficult so let's uh let's let's just be patient and i'm, I'm perfectly fine with this news like i said it kind of sounded like good news to begin with and then yeah womp womp but in the end i do think it's good news and i'm i'm happy to see the you know the folks at read pop aren't trying to to rush us into you know essentially just mass murdering each other um <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, that's the news. <laughs> Lots of stuff this week. Mostly, you know what? I'm going to go on to say we got three, uh, three bads and an I told you so. So, uh, yikes. Let's get on to some speculation. Ah, some speculation now for all you flippers out there. Um, myself included now at this point, but I do it right. I pre-order my books. I don't snivel around the shelves and just pick out the best copies and take a stack up to the counter and deplete the local market and at the same t- yeah that's not how I how I flip yo I do it legitimately I uh I I I, I just got my finger on the pulse and, and because I, I I tend to read most of these series that come out I get these feelings that something's going to happen sometimes and you know, most of the time I'm wrong but it pays off you know, to, to, to be paying attention to everything. It helps when you're a speculator, when you actually are in it for more than just the money. So, um, with that rant aside, let's talk about some books that are starting to heat up here or could potentially heat up on the on the secondary market. Let's start with Captain Marvel number 23. Captain Marvel's speculation has been heavy lately. Um, I, th- I want to say, shoot, probably three out of the last five books have gone on the same week to sell for above cover price. And this one, now forgive me, I don't remember the name of the little uh, kid, but Namor's son is making, ow, shit, his first appearance. I just stabbed myself with my cast. Not cast, splint. Motherfucker. The Velcro is in my finger. Well, that's distracting. So, uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Carrying on. Um, yeah, so Captain Marvel, uh, Namor's son, appearing in Captain Marvel number 23. Uh, prices have seen have gone for 10 to 12 bucks already. So that's neato. I don't know if that's going to, you know, take a dip here after the, you know, um, initial bam of it hitting and then just kind of dive off until, you know, the kid becomes something. Or I, I don't know. I don't know. But Captain Marvel books have been rather hot lately. Kelly Thompson, killing it. Uh, let's see here. Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Hush. Now, this is a, a prestige format one-shot that they've been doing. They take a classic story and, um, yeah, Dark Multiverse dies it. There we go. There's a new word. Um, now, the, the, the heat behind this book, not so heaty right now, but you never know. You never know what DC does with these characters down the road, but we have the first appearance of a character called Batman the Silenced, as there would be in a book called Hush. So, yeah, I don't like I said, I don't see this book selling for more than cover price right now, but once they take these first appearance characters that they've been sprinkling throughout these uh, 
Tales from the Dark Multiverse books and maybe bring them into continuity somehow. That's that's when they heat up. Uh, from Marvel U.S. Agent number one, we've got the first parent of the first appearance of U.S. Agent's sister, Katie Walker. Don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> it's, it's probably nothing yet, but eventually, you know, a few months from now, a few years from now, whenever they decide to do it, whenever they decide to make this character relevant, this book will uh, will hold value. Um, also, we've got a first appearance in Batman. Batman number 102, we've got the first full appearance of Ghostmaker. We've also got the first uh, cover appearance of Ghostmaker. I don't know if you consider it the A cover or the B cover. Um, probably the A cover, I guess. But, he, yeah, full appearance, both inside and outside, all up in the story. Um, we'll know that this, this book's not really gaining any, any talks right now. But as soon as they reveal who Hush, or not Hush, um, Ghostmaker is, uh, I think that's going to play a huge part on um, the uh, longevity and, uh, I guess, financial gain of this this book. So, yeah. And that's all I really had with the spec this week. You know, I'm sure there's a few other reachy type of things, but those are definitely the big four that I would keep my eye out on. Um, now, uh, let's... Uh, Let's let's talk let's talk about some books, huh? All right, books. Um, let's start out with some uh, Web of Venom, huh? Empire's End. Yeah, still talking Empire. Clay McLeod. Uh, yeah, Clay McLeod Chapman. Sorry, Guiu Villanova and Frank Dermata doing colors while Philip Tan and Jay Davis do the cover. So this follows uh, Talos. Talos has been found drifting through space. Uh, by General Calamari's brought, abo- brought aboard, and as soon as Talos wakes up, he's like, ah, we're all fucked. And, <laughs> yeah, so this is all after the events of Empire, obviously. I like how this is, they're, they're tying in the King in Black to Empire. I like that. When, yeah, anyway. Uh, so, as, and then Talos goes through, and he pretty much tells how, how he came to be in that position, drifting through space in an escape pod. And that's what we get. We get the events of, well, essentially, um, a ship ambush. You know, some some symbiotes have infiltrated the ship that they were on. And uh, a lot of people died. A lot of people died. Uh, Talos is able to escape as his ship is engulfed. And, yeah, well... And here he is now, he wakes up, General Calamari's being explained to all this, and, and well, Talos is, is essentially saying, I mean, no, he's coming, he's coming, we gotta get out of here, and we, we, we gotta get on it, and right on cue, he done came. The, uh, the ship is engulfed by a symbiote dragon, and Noel is here, not on his way, not be here in a second, he's right out front, he's waving his little fingers. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> Gnarly stuff here. Once again, I think that the big shout-out to this book is how it tied into events. Uh, back-to-back events. You know, they're not just referring to something that happened way back. They're... Uh, I think Marvel's doing a much better job of keeping shit in continuity throughout throughout the Marvel Universe. You know, that's an issue that they've had in the past, but better now. Better. Uh, Alright, more Marvel. Deadpool. 
Deadpool's back with issue number 8, or Legacy 323. Kelly Thompson, Gerardo Sandoval, Victor Nava, and Chris Sotomayor. Uh, cover by Chris Pichalo and Alve. So, Deadpool and Elsa Bloodstone find themselves all tied up with a bunch of missing children tied up all around them because they have been captured by the Bone Beast Queen. They're down in her little lair. And right now, the, the mission is essentially save Elsa Bloodstone. You know, she's, she's poisoned right now, and shit sucks for her. <laughs> so, she's down in there. Uh, but the thing is, is that she done sold out Deadpool. Uh, but it screwed her in the end, because now she's hanging there, and she's got to look at the dude that she just sold out. Um, you know, the dude that she was essentially just kind of banging not too, not, not too long ago, you know? So, awkward. Well, um, Deadpool's Deadpool, so he's able to get everybody free, because, you know... Deadpool and his pouches and whatnot, but uh, as you know, they're, they're rounding up Jeff the Land Shark and all the kids and everything, and they say, "Okay, we're gonna go that way." Well, as it turns out, they get ambushed. They get ambushed by a bunch of these bone beast type of situations, and to me, they just look like is's. But it is what it is. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, that's what's going on, but, you know, uh, Elsa, she, she says she's gonna sacrifice, you know, she's gonna stay behind and help fight and all that while Deadpool can get the, the kids out, and, um, Deadpool turns around and it looks like she's, uh, she's pretty screwed. So, he goes, he, he double back, doubles back to help her, pulls the bloodstone from her hand, pops the bloodstone in, and he gets all freaking gnarly. But that's all while the, uh, blood, or the Bone Beast Queen is making its appearance and yeah yep we got ourselves a face-to-face -face stand down with a bloodstoned powered up deadpool and a giant bone beast queen gnarly stuff gnarly stuff i'm anxious to see what uh deadpool's capable of with the the power of the bloodstone ew uh, all right thor thor Thor, Thor, Thor. Thor number 9, Legacy 735. Donnie Cates, Nick Klein, and Matt Wilson. So, we're going back to uh, old Dr. Donald Blake. Now, you may recognize Donald Blake from old-ass Thor stories. <laughs> Donald Blake is essentially... Now, th this, the, the, they do a really good job of explaining who Donald Blake is in this story. Now... Um, in a nutshell, what it comes down to is when Thor wants to just kind of not be Thor for a second, uh, he, he has the ability to uh, restore, put his conscience into this regular average fellow by the name of Dr. Donald Blake. Now, when Thor is in that situation, the big thing that they're explaining here is what happens to the other consciousness when... Um, bodies are swapped. Now, Thor's actual body, or uh, his conscious, while he's uh, using Dr. Donald Blake's body, is sent to the... Uh, he goes to elder sleep, essentially. And there, you know, he's able to communicate with the elders. It's kind of like a vacation, in a way. You know, just chilling with the homies. Uh, meanwhile, you know, he's Dr. Donald Blake down below, just kind of, like I said being Dr. Donald Blake. A little vacation time. Now, what happens to Dr. Donald Blake when Thor is all up in him? Uh, <laughs> he goes to this, this kind of, um, well, 
other place, I guess. <laughs> just, yeah. And, well, when he goes to this other place, and I'm using that term very loosely, uh, you know, it's it's really hard to explain. It, it is. It's something you just kind of have to read for yourself because it's very uh, visual. It's visual differences. You know, you could get a whole different tone for what's going on. And, uh, yeah, well... Uh, while the while while Doctor Blake has been gone, I guess uh, bad things have happened in this other place, and that's uh, that's what Thor finds out when he switches bodies. He realizes, you know, he's everything is very very different from the last time he's been in this situation. And uh, while he's in the elder sleep, if you will. Uh, the elders, as soon as he's transferred there, the elders are just, like, looking upon him in disgust. Um, no explanation. And the whole point of that Thor's doing this, it's not necessarily because he needs a vacation. He is actually seeking out answers. Now, um, how is he going to be able to pull all of this off uh, without, you know, it being known? He's the frickin' king and shit. You can't just disappear as the king. Well, he recruits the help of his brother, Loki who is no longer the god of mischief. He is now the god of, what is it, like myths and legends or some shit like that. I don't know. He's trying to be cool, man. So, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he essentially agrees to Thor. He's like, ah, you know, you're going to owe me a big one for this, but okay. I'll use my illusions and trickery, if you will, to make sure that, you know, Lady Sif doesn't know who is essentially now the new Heimdall, if I remember right. Make sure, you know, she doesn't recognize that you're out doing other stuff. So, that, that just just to kind of... They, they definitely cover, cover their tracks there. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Thor goes into this, this, this other place. And, um, yeah. Shit is... <laughs> very different. And, you know, he's also... That was also another thing that Loki has to do. Is agree to kind of just watch over the Donald Blake. You know, he's doing the little switchy poo and Donald Blake's just going to be chilling. That's where he goes. He's going to like go hang out in Asgard. <laughs> so, um, yeah, well, when the, the, the switch happens, uh, Loki isn't confronted by a normal Donald Blake. This Donald Blake is like an alternate version of Thor. Just very mad. Um, and it looks like some shit's about to go down. Now, I, I know that all of that may have seemed very confusing. He goes to this place, and this place goes to that person, and all this other shit. But really, it's <laughs> part of the reason why, you know, I, I, I still feel comfortable doing these without, you know, I, I'm not giving you guys a reason to actually read the book. Um, no, there's still plenty of reason to read it, even though I kind of go through this panel by panel. You have to just kind of feel it for yourself. And, um, yeah, there's, there's just things that are too hard to explain really i don't know but overall thor the, the this issue was way more than i thought it was going to be i thought this was just going to be kind of a day in the life but no this was very plot forwarding and um eyebrow raising that's for sure and i'm talking intrigued intriguing eyebrow raising not a um well questionable eyebrow raising <laughs> So there we go. There are the Marvel books that I, I kind of felt like mentioning this week. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk some indies now, huh? Let's talk Mighty Morphin number one. Ryan Perra is back in the Power Rangers universe along with Marco Renna, 
And I tell you what, uh, it's it was a great start. It really, really is. It's essentially, you know, they're they're going right. It's not like they're rebooting anything. It's not a reboot by any means. Um, now, you know, with the the events of the happenings between what, like 36 issues of Go Go Power Rangers and uh, 55 issues of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, I've got a pretty big complete story there. So now they're just kind of dividing it up from there. Things happen that you know, essentially make this division make sense between a Mighty Morphin book and a Power Rangers book because these are two great teams that um, should both be followed. And yeah, the first one being our Everyday Angel Grove team. That's who we're featuring in Mighty Morphin. Um, as we know, you know, Zach and Trini and um, Jason have gone off, gone off, you know, they're, 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 they're Omega Rangers now. So yeah, we've, we've got, we've got new faces here. Not entirely new, you know, and they're not just throwing these new people at us, but you're, if, if you were just jumping on this for the first time, you might be like, Hey, who, who were those guys? So just go back, do a little back reading, but just, yeah. Um, so, uh, really, the the point is, the Green Ranger just kind of, after not being a thing for a while, Dragon Coin went missing, blah, blah, blah. Um, well, yeah, Green Ranger just, just kind of showed up, not said anything, whooped some ass and disappeared. Now, they're all trying to figure out who the Green Ranger is. You know, Billy's on it, and, yeah. Um, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole thing, a whodunit type of situation. They don't know if he's good, they don't know what it is, there's some question, is it Draken? Uh, I don't know. You know, Draken kind of disappeared at the same time the Green Ranger popped up, and yeah, all signs really point to him. And, uh, you know, it kind of makes sense if you've been reading the uh, new Draken little mini-series they just did. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So while that's going on, we've got Babu and Finster and Squat and Goldar, you know, trying to essentially wake up Lord Zed. He done got fucked up by the Green Ranger, and He's in a coma, and they're, they're, they're kind of debating. You know, they realize if we wake up Lord Zed, we failed. He might just kill us. So, uh, do we do that? And then they realize, shit, he could be listening right now. Um, let's take this to another room. And, well, sure shit, as soon as they leave the room, you get your classic, you know, finger twitch, and you realize, yes, he has been here the whole time. Now they're all, you know, trying to... Uh, so what they do, what they do... Um, is they, they try to make sure they have a gift for Lord Zed when he wakes up, if they decide to ever wake him up. And they, they, they want a piece of the Green Ranger. And that's, so yeah, they're after the, 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 the Dragon Sword. Well, what they do is they send down a beast by the name of Pandemonium, who <laughs> is this giant, awesome, uh, not a koala bear, um, what's the, the thing, a panda bear, duh, Pandemonium. Um, a panda bear, but he's got like a million knives and swords sticking out of his back. Pretty gnarly. Pretty gnarly. So he's down there fucking up Angel Grove. And yeah, well, Power Rangers got to get to it. We got to stop trying to figure out who the Green Ranger is and go kick Pandemonium's ass. Well, guess who shows up? Green Ranger knocks the shit out of Pandemonium. And yeah, well, then we get the confrontation. You know, he doesn't just kind of dine and dash, if you will. He allows the Rangers to kind of stare him down and be like, hey, who are you, bro? And he's sits there in silence, and then he beams himself away. Um, 
and then you know the, while all this is going on they're calling in and saying hey is Draken in his cell they're like oh yeah no he's, he's right here it's it's cool so then they start to think oh maybe it's not Draken got me thinking maybe it's not Draken I was 100% certain it was Draken um so but that could just be some photo trickery as well and uh yeah so back to square one who the hell is he we have no clues now and this guy's not really communicating well, um, <laughs> uh, failure on the end of Babu and Finster and Squat and Goldar. They're 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 not too happy about <laughs> the f- <coughs> excuse me the fact that they don't have anything for Lord Zed when he wakes up. So Babu has this idea. He's like, "Well, no, I, okay, I got I, I got a way. You know, I got this thing we could do to wake him up, but it's going to require one of us sacrifice ourselves." And then, boom, guess who's been watching the whole time? Lord Zed, this creepy ass, coming around the corner. And at this point, it's, oh, no, I was going to sacrifice myself for you, Lord Zed, and blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> Well, Lord Zed's just not really feeling it. It's just kind of like, mm, we'll, see, we'll see how he punishes from there, huh? Hmm? Um, yeah, there's there's a lot going on in this issue. And then, fucking, we, we get our class, you know, at the end, we've got Skull. With his little girly friend, and he's on a datey poo, and you know I'm not gonna go through the whole happenings of all that. There's really a lot that goes on in this issue, but you know what? The the big holy shit moment at the end is Skull's girlfriend turns out she's actually an alien, and yeah, yeah, she's got some motives. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> Mighty Morphin number one, huge, awesome first start. Just where I want my Mighty Morphin Power Rangers to be, baby. This is good stuff. Digging it. Get on it. Oh, man. Uh, Last indie book of the week is a doozy. Crossover. Crossover number one. Donnie Cates, Jeff Shaw, D. Kniff. um, uh, An abundance of covers to choose from. I just got the A cover here. I didn't get the secret cover, the secret variant, or anything like that. Just because it's the A cover. That's it. But boy, let me tell ya, let me tell ya, this book right here <laughs> is what some would consider genius. Um, genius. So it's the year is 2017, we're right here in my hometown of Denver, and um, this is the day that the, the comic book universe became real. Uh, Earth opens up and heroes start flying through and it's causing all types of pandemonium and that's the second time I've said pandemonium in this podcast Uh, and and just chaos and all of this shit and one of the capes or soups or whatever you want to refer to them as creates this giant dome to enclose it all so from this point on Denver just kind of becomes ground zero it's like the the, the shit place to be. Well, all of this creates this very taboo type of uh, um, image <laughs> for um, character uh, comic books. You know, cosplaying is now very shunned upon. Owning a comic bo- book store in itself or reading comic books, you're considered, you know, a, a blasphemous. You know, it's... There's, it's oh. It's gnarly the way you get treated in here. So one of the it seems that we're gonna follow at least three main characters in here. But the one that I really want to focus on is Ellipses. She's our first character, and you see her wearing a mask at first, and then you realize that no, she just 
runs a comic book store and she's on her way to work and you know this is kind of how what she wears at work then we got you know the, the one of the store workers there he's your um very smug gatekeeper type of comic book store person and we all know who we're talking about really um, yeah, so we, we get this moment where there's this guy in there trying to sell his books, and this, this, I, I forget his name, but the character, he's, he's really just kind of berating this guy, saying, we don't take that shit, you know, it's all pre-event type of stuff, and, yeah, no, and, and stuff is all propaganda, and blah, 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 and <laughs> yeah, or post-event, yeah, uh, whatever, you, you guys understand what I'm trying to say, probably, uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, you know, he's he's a real prick about it. And Ellipses calls him out, you know. And they, they, her, I I I like the name Ellipses, but she goes by L. But I'm probably just gonna keep calling her Ellipses. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so as you know, she's trying to calm down her her coworker and say, hey, you know, you don't treat people like that, and blah blah blah. And while all this is going on, he notices on the security camera that you know there's this kid trying to steal these books. Straight up pockets these sons of bitches. Well, the 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 guy chases after her, and you know, kid's hood comes down. You realize this kid isn't just any normal kid. This is a comic book kid from the books, and you could tell that the way he's drawn with the little lictograph. You know, he's got the classic little uh, little dots. You know, just like they did in the old school days. And that's how they differentiate who's from the comic book world and who's not. And, you know, at first, and then it just causes total chaos in the store. Everybody's running out. There's all an immediate protest out front. you got all your religious freaks out there um, shaking signs and whatnot, you know, just d demanding that this kid just be disposed of, essentially. Well, Ellipses has different feelings about all of this. She's got a soft spot for the kid, and she's trying to, you know, be civil and say, hey, how did you get here, and what's going on, and blah, blah, blah. And she explains, well, we got this one hero in there who's been kind of taking us folk inside and outside the bubble. And she says, well, who is it? And she says, I can't tell you that, but I could draw it. And then she draws this character that very much resembles Superman. Yes, Superman. Now, crossover, 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 crossover. It is a very... <laughs> see, uh, initially, I thought, okay, cool, we're going to get a Marvel DC image crossover. Sounds amazing. And then, you know, it comes out, no, this is just what if the, cro the, the comic book world crossed over with reality. I'm thinking, okay, well, that's, that's a really cool story, too. No, 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 no. What if, what if... Now, hear me out here. What if it's a Marvel DC image crossover crossing him into the real world? Holy shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, they never mention any of these, you know, uh, Marvel and DC characters by name. But they specifically say, you know, Gods of Thunder and Spider men and shit like that so i mean they're walking that fine line very 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 tightly oh man and they even you know they yes it could just be another character with an s on the chest sure sure but the fact that they specifically say that this character resembles hope <sighs> come on guys come on donny cates donny cates donny cates donny cates you are a mad genius and when they we were all starting to wonder you know you came out as the 
the, the people's writer. You know, he wanted to just give us what we wanted to see. And then he started doing things that we had no idea that we wanted to see. And there was a lot of people, and it caused a lot of controversy with people. I've been an enjoyer personally, but, you know, I'm speaking on behalf of the majority. Yeah, a very divisive writer. So I'm saying, oh, it's not for me, and it's not right, because it's not good to me. And then you've got other people saying, holy shit, this is the best stuff that's ever been written, and the guy's only, like, 11 years old. And, <laughs> you know, and I mean, he's, he's a young cat, so I'm, that's kind of where I'm going with that. Um, but the, the, the thing is, is, fuck, man, this is undeniable. I mean, this right here does make you the people's writer. We've all been clamoring for this big crossover event. And even if it's not agreed upon, even if DC didn't sign the thing and Disney didn't sign the thing to make this, you know, to, to license out their characters in this image book, um, he's, Cates is doing a very, very good job of treading water legally um and because mm, i mean it's not like you know he's got the, the, this character that she draws has like a diamond on his chest or anything like that it's just a very crudely drawn crayon figure with a cape and an s could be anybody could be a um slumber man i don't know it's just the first s word that came into my head for some reason uh, trademark copy of the Cheers to Comics podcast, Lumberman. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 it's, this is just a work of art and all levels. The, the art in itself is amazing. I just, I can't wait for issue two. This is a surefire winner of all of the things there are to win in comics. Um, so congratulations, Donnie Cates, man. This is, this is a thing of beauty. Um, now I've uh, that's that's all I'm talking indies this week. Let's talk a little Justice League, Justice League number fifty six. Still tying in the Dark Knight's death metal. Still the best part of the Dark Knight's death metal. Um, giant mega event crossover thingy. Um, is by far the the easiest to understand out of all of them. How the heroes got to this position point where they're all in the future. Um, I, I I still I don't really know. I don't get it how they got here. But I'm just living in the moment, man. And I'm I'm digging the shit out of it. So credit to Joshua Williamson, Robson Rocha, Daniel Henrik Henriquez, and Romulo Fajardo Jr. Liam Liam Sharp killing it on the cover. Now. Um, Oh man, this is good. Uh, right off the bat, we get the the face down between Mindhunter and Hot Girl. We've got some beefs. Mindhunter goes into his ultimate type of form, where he looks like this giant bat. Now, Mindhunter is a version of alternate version of Batman merged with Martian Manhunter. Now, all this is going on. Essentially, Hot Girl, you know, she 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 wants her Martian Manhunter back, and Mindhunter has him kind of captive in some way, shape, or form. Once again, I'm not totally clear on all of the details in this. It's not completely cohesive, but um, still very, very just more linear than a lot of the or all of the other death metal story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Hot Girl. She uh, she 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 knows that you know because Martian Manhunter is a part of this Mind Hunter character. Well, Martian Manhunter. He's uh. He's privy to hating fire. <laughs> Doesn't like the fire. So Hot Girl does her thing. She's got her nth metal, and she turns and she makes fire come out of it and uh, beats the shit 
out of Mindhunter. Now, is he just gone? Is that it? I don't know. Like, seriously, one swing looked pretty fucked up, um, but never pronounced dead by any means, you know, and it'd be a shame if they just kind of wasted that character because I've been kind of hoarding first appearances of Mindhunter. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, that's that's it. And then, bam, Manhunter is free. Now, while that's happening, Detective Chimp, he's having some second thoughts, you know, and the issues passed, he's gone off and said, you know what, I'm not going to be a part of this, this isn't my war, I'm just going to go off and be lonely and um, drink my face off. Well, like I said, gets second thoughts and then uses his trusty um, steel horse comet with its, um, oh, by the way, it turns invisible power to jump in and save the day. So Nightwing looks like he's about to get smashed by the Omega Knight, and everybody's just going down, man. Going down, but Detective Chimp comes through on Comet, and he's able to, you know, swoop up Nightwing before the final blow, and then it's off to just kind of gather the team up together, and that's what happens. The team all kind of comes together, including the shithead Lex Luthor. And, uh, yeah. Now, we do get the very important moment where we have... Martian Manhunter and Lex Luthor face-to-face. Now, if you read any of Snyder's Justice League, you would know that that should be a very awkward moment. And Manhunter makes it an awkward moment. He stares Luthor in his one eye and says, when this is all said and done, you and I have a very long discussion to have. Uh, So, um, yeah, (laughs) I can't wait for that to happen. Because, like I said, awkward... But yeah, then they realize, okay, uh, us half are gonna take the, are gonna go try to free the Legion of Doom. The other half here, we're gonna go distract um, the Omega Knight, and boom, onwards. So boom, that's what happens. Uh, Legion of Doom gets freed. Omega Knight is distracted, but there's a problem. Legion of Doom not so privy to just kind of being good off the you know right off the <laughs> right off the bat. So. Yeah, that's that's our little bum 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 moment. We get a face off between the Legion of Doom and uh, looks like Nightwing. Good stuff. Good good stuff. Art in this is phenomenal. I love these these um, alternate looks that these uh, heroes have. It's essentially kind of turns into a Teen Titans book in a way, with you know some additions <laughs> as well, but. Good, 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 good stuff, man. Um, so that's that's what I have to talk about this week. You know, these are the books that I found to be, you know, most. Uh, I mean, it's my priorities. My priorities to talk about. If you've got other books that you want me to spend some more time on, uh, just hit up, uh, hit me up on Twitter at Cheers to Comics. Say, hey, man, I wish, wish you'd talk more about such and such series. And you know what I do. I'm a good listener, guys. I'm a good listener. I give the people what they want. Even if it's not on my pull list, if you say it's something that you want me to start reading, there's a really, really, really good chance that I'll pick it up. Um, so, yeah. At Cheers to Comics. But alas, that is not all. That is not all there is to talk about this week. I do have a bunch of other books I picked up. If you check out the YouTube videos, you know that I bring home a lot of comics. So subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Huh, I slipped another plug in there. And uh, see for yourself. I'm not torrenting these books, guys. Uh, I, I do actually bring these books home. Yeah, so um, the YouTube channel is proof of that. 
Um, so my point is, is that I got a lot more to talk about, but not in such detail. So hang tight. I'll be right back. I'm going to go haul over this stack of honorable mentions. I'll be right back. I am Leighton. And I am Christy. And this is Cheers to Parenting. A couple's guide to parenthood. On this bi-monthly podcast, we'll pull a topic from our parenting tip jar and then discuss. Using parenting skills we've learned over the years of parenting our three children. Which combined gives us 60 plus years experience with the good, bad, and ugly of parenthood. Perfect kids? Nope. Expert parenting? Absolutely not. But it's worked for us. Give us a listen at anchor.fm slash cheers to parenting pod. Advice from birth. Until you get them off your payroll. All right, all right. I am back with a big, heavy stack of honorable mentions. Now, um... These are books that I either didn't get around to reading or I did read and couldn't really come out with a um, cohesive uh, outline <laughs> for you. Uh, there's there's plenty of reasons why books make the honorable mentions. By no means that mean it sucked. Um, that is not what this is all about. These are just the other the other things that. No, I mean, the, I guess for me the point of this is to maybe remind you that this book still exists and. Go back and check it out. I do believe that is my uh, my true calling on this planet. Besides my girls, it is to uh, make sure that people are reading comics. So, uh, Deceased Dead Planet, number five. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Um, it's just, uh, this is very uh, plot forwarding and uh, Constantine heavy. And yeah, it's just something that I feel like you guys probably should just read for yourself. It is a good one. Uh, Batman number 102, it's not very often that I don't overview Batman, but um, Ghostmaker has a beef with Batman, he wants to be better than Batman, and you know, he's not a big fan of uh, Clown Hunter, so he's off to mess around with Clown Hunter, and yeah, yeah, they're just setting up this next story arc, man, Um, uh, obviously Ghostmaker is somebody that is a part of a young Bruce Wayne's past, and Oh, there's some jealousy issues. Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Batman, Hush. Yeah, um, I, I, the only reason I didn't get around to reading this one is because it's a little bit oversized. I guess it's not too oversized, but um, it was just a huge week, so yeah, didn't wasn't really a priority. But it, it is something that I definitely want to check out. Faux show. Um, Sweet Tooth, The Return. I had every intention of picking this up, and then just. Like I said, kind of fell short on time a little bit, but at the same time, I realized you know I still haven't read the original Sweet Tooth Run, so I, w- I would like to I would like to do that first. I want this to make sense, but in the meantime, you know it's in my collection, and there we go. I'm happy with it. Origins, um, Origins is getting a lot of chatter right now. Uh, it's it's really good. I'll say that it's a beautiful book. I just didn't know what to say about it. Um, yeah, that's, uh, check out Origins, you know, I think I'm gonna stick with this little six-parter here, see where it goes. Uh, John Walker, U.S. Agent, number one, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, he's a shithead. <laughs> you know, this one wasn't really for me. I'm going to keep... I think this is just a, a six-parter or whatever. Um, maybe it's not. I don't know. But... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this one. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't really for me. Uh, Avengers 38. It was good, man. It was good. It was just... Um, like I said, it was very... Uh, plot forwarding and yeah just something i feel like you guys should probably just read for yourself you know it's essentially they're they're trying to all figure out how to um defeat the well mephisto you know black panther's trying to recruit moon knight he says not nah, peace bitch i'm cool and uh yeah all the avengers essentially are off doing their own thing trying to find their way to uh defeat um mephisto uh, Wolverine, Black, White, and Blood. I read all. I, I read this whole thing. All three of the mini stories are incredible. Um, Jerry Duggan. <laughs> that first one is so fun. I mean, all of these are good. Uh, Matthew Rosenberg kills it. Uh, it uh, it's it's so good, guys. Um, it's three little mini stories, and I just chose not to go through and run down all three. So just read them for yourself. Uh, Spider Man. 51 point LR. Mm, not really reading the LR stuff. I thought I was gonna, but mm, we'll see how I feel when the other story arc is done. Yeah. Uh, X of Swords continues on with its 12th part. Was this X Men number 14? I hate that I'm behind on regular Dawn of X titles that I normally never miss for anything. But because of this, or Ten of Swords, or whatever the hell you want to call it, I, um, I just, I don't know. It's too consuming, so I'm just going to go through and like binge 17 issues in a row. <laughs> uh, uh. Um, Black Widow number three came out. Shit. Um, didn't even really realize that. <laughs> I'm not reading Black Widow. Rise of Ultraman number three came out. There we go. Um, yeah. I keep meaning to drop this series. I have no reason for it to be on my pull list. I just wanted issue number one, but apparently I added it as ongoing, so whoopsie doodles. Probably just try to sell it. Star Wars number eight. Uh, yeah, uh, Star Wars is essentially just in the pull list. Um, not reading it. I read the first issue and I was like, okay, I gotta go through and I gotta watch these movies again and again and again because, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 20. Yeah, I'm, I haven't read Miles Morales in a while, but there's no way in hell I'm dropping Miles Morales from my pull list. Uh, I, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Uh, Marauders, number 14, part 13 of the Ten of Swords series, or event. Yeah, awesome. Look at that. I wish I were reading it on time. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, number 8, way behind. Way, way, way behind. Once again, I, uh, I thought I added the full series to my pull list, and it turns out I just added issue one, and I didn't recognize and realize that till we got to issue number six. I've just been thinking that Guardians was on a break, and yeah, I know that I could like mention these books and pull list priorities, but that doesn't mean that I register that they're still coming out. Um, I go based off of 
the last issue that I have. <laughs> so to me, if the last issue I have of Gu Guardians of the Galaxy is issue number two, then that was the last one that came out. <laughs> I don't know, my brain's uh, different. Captain Marvel number 23 picked up a couple extra copies of this one. Um, yeah, like I said, Namor's son, probably a big deal. Probably send one of these off to CGC. Uh, haven't been reading Captain Marvel for a couple of issues now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll get around to it again. I think it's a good series. Batman The Adventures Continue, issue number six. Uh, yeah, it's kind of on the pull list to have it, I guess. Um, ba -ba. I already mentioned Batman. Picked up a bunch of extra Batman. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade, number four from Vault. I'm just picking this one up for a friend. Um, yeah, yeah that's, that's where I'm at on that one. Alien, the original screenplay, issue number four. Yeah, yeah, I'll get around to reading it all, and I just gotta have it. Gotta have it. Alien reading is never a priority, but alien collecting, always. Always a priority. Walking Dead Deluxe, number two. Been there, read that. When we get to issue number six is when I'll start reading it again. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Jenica, chapter two, number one of a six-parter this time. And I'm just waiting for all six issues to come out, and me and my little one will go through and binge it all, just like we did with the last one. It's Jenica is so damn good, guys. Spy Island, number three. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, go, I'll get around to reading it. This is one that definitely has my, uh, um, my my interest for sure. It's just that number one came late for me, and when that happens, it screws me all up. Uh, the Boys, Dear Becky, number six. Yeah, totally. Um, I'll, I'll get to it. You know, I've been a fan of the boy. You know, I'm a bandwagon fan. I'm not gonna lie. Um, when it comes to the boys, but I'm uh, I'm interested. I'm interested, especially since watching that second season. Firepower number five. Uh, I've been convinced to give this book a shot. So now that it's at five issues, I really do want to go through and just have myself a binge session. Uh, well, no, I take that back. I was informed that I have to read the graphic novel prequel first. So I guess I'm just going to keep it on the pull list. And yeah, Batman, the Max, <laughs> Arkham Dreams. Finally, the fifth issue is here. I will go through and do myself a little bingey binge on this one. Uh, I can't freaking wait. I've been waiting well over a year to finish this story. And finally... Finally, we've got uh, Goddamn Virgin Brads, number four. I'll get to it eventually. I love Jason Aaron. I think i got to read the Goddamned first, but in the meantime, I'll just have this. Uh, also from Image Comics, we've got Inkblot, number three. You know, it's about a magic cat, so that could be fun. And... Uh, Shit, that does it for the honorable mentions. I know I picked up a lot of books I didn't get around to this week. Um, but, you know, it's I, they are still a priority for me. I, I don't know. I'm a masochist. <laughs> um, I, uh, <sighs> I know, it seems overwhelming. But, um, yeah, I, I hope that, you know, maybe I've sparked some interest for you. Got you maybe into something that you weren't too sure about. So, yeah. 
Yeah, boy. Now let's, uh, we got one last segment here. One last segment. It's all about vanity, baby. It's about the covers, the wall books, the books that I display and find to be most appealing. Um, oh, let's start with, uh, how about, you know, freaking Arkham Dreams. You know, there's some badass, uh, badass variant on this one. Sam Keith, killing it. Killing it. And then, I'm not going to lie, I have to look this one up. So, I, I got the Arkham Dreams 1 in 10 as well. But, uh, part of me, who if this isn't Sam Keith, Okay, no, it is Sam Keith. Um, and Jonathan Wayshack. Okay, see, I thought there might have been a, a little someone else in here. Because I definitely get Sam Keith tones, but... Like I said, there was something a little bit off. But that, that makes sense. Uh, beautiful. Beautiful black and white cover with just a slight bit of green. And, ah, uh, damn, is it good. And then the, the last wall book... Uh, well, I guess I got a couple more here. They're the, the, the deceased. How about the deceased? Number five, that dead planet, that swamp thing zombified variant. Jesus Christ, is gorgeous. I didn't have it in front of me. It's already hanging up. I couldn't wait to hang it up. And then uh, Francesco Mattina doing a Ghostmaker cover. Pretty cool. Um, not a whole lot going on there. It's mostly just dark and in the shadows. But, yeah, there you go. I dig it. I dig it. So, that's, uh, that's it, guys. That's it. That's news. That's speculation. That's, uh, uh, overviews. That's wall books. That's stuff, man. That's stuff. Uh, I gotta remind you guys always to check out nsclivetv.com. It is the ultimate place to go for, um, comic book greatness of all types. And then you should go to Hooked on Comics. Um, channel 3 of NSCLiveTV.com. Um, I gotta give a shout out to Comic House. You know, Comic House is pretty neat. I'm just kinda, I've always known about Comic House, but never really took the time to figure out what it actually is. <laughs> and they, uh, they hit me up and they said, hey man, here's a free subscription and why don't you check this out? And sure enough, um, damn, they have some incredible indie books on there. Uh, so check out ComicHouse.com, guys, for incredible, incredible uh, indie books. I think I'm going to start a Comic House indie segment on the show, to be honest. I don't know. There was just so many intriguing things on there that I felt needs to be talked about. And if you have, if you're a creator listening right now, and you have a, a book on Comic House that you want me to review, then um, cheers to comics podcast at gmail.com or just at cheers to comics on Twitter, uh, or the cheers to comics Facebook group is really centered around um, indie creators promoting yourselves. So even if you're just uh, yeah, I mean, even for um, just listeners, beyond just listeners, if you're a creator itself, it really is tailored to you. So check all that stuff out, guys. Um, leave five-star reviews on iTunes for the show. It means a great deal to the algorithms and the success and visibility of this show. Um, don't don't overlook the uh, the importance of that. If you enjoy this podcast and if you've listened to it more than once, then 
um, I, uh, I urge you, drop a review. Then uh, also check out Patreon. We do have we, me, I. It just sounds so vain when I say I. I have a Patreon. Uh, I say we as in the royal we, man. Us. All of us. We have a Patreon page. Patreon.com slash cheers to comics. If you really, 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 really love me, then, uh, yeah, drop a buck in. Get a sticker out. And that's a song that I made up just now. So, um, yeah, there you go. Uh, I thank you all for listening. Um, I hope you have been informed, enlightened, um, swayed in some way, shape, or form. Hopefully, for the better. I'm not here to talk shit about books, that's for damn sure. So, uh, yeah. I urge you all, always, you lovely, lovely slurds, to please stay safe. Stay safe out there. It's nar-nar. And then, uh, read responsibly. I love ya. Cheers. Fuckers. Hi, you're listening to Cheers to Comics Podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics Podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics Podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to Cheers to Comics Podcast.